Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include minimum wage, my interview with the money sources Johnny Spagnola on why customer experience is important in servicing, and the new conforming loan limits. Thanks to today's podcast sponsor, Candor Technology. Home of the One Touch Underwrite, supporting lenders from point of sale to post close QC to reduce repurchase risk, increase underwriter productivity by 400%, and decrease turn times by 10. Lenders and vendors alike are emerging from Thanksgiving and looking ahead to which day they have off for Christmas in the U.S. It's either the 23rd or the 26th. An informal Christmas poll shows the 26th, but there's definitely a noticeable percentage who are taking both days off. It's good to keep things in perspective and appreciate what we have in the United States. In Mexico, the daily minimum wage in pesos is 173, roughly, or approximately 8.06 US dollars for the countryside, and it's slightly more in cities and tourist areas. Yeah, you heard that correctly. Eight smackers. With a gross domestic product of $1.4 billion, Mexico's economy is about the same as Florida's. Wages aside, in terms of interest rates, Across the Atlantic, Ghana's latest rate hike to combat inflation puts rates at a 19-year high of 27%. Not a lot of rate and term refis there, that's for sure. So, maybe we don't have it so bad here in America. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome to the show the money sources Johnny Spagnola to talk about why customer experience is important in servicing. Johnny joined TMS in April of 2018 and brings over 20 years of experience in customer service and contact center operations. He previously served as Director of Contact Centers at the University of Phoenix for 16 years, where he oversaw 3 million inbound and outbound contacts per quarter and was responsible for overseeing the contact center operations, rewards and recognition, and leadership development. Johnny is also responsible for overseeing collections, learning and development, and customer experience. He's been at the forefront of driving enhancements that improve the customer experience, enhance efficiency, and automate processes while leveraging Lean Six Sigma methodologies to drive optimal results. All right, Johnny, why is customer experience important in servicing? Well, first off, let me say, Robbie, uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to everyone listening. And, you know, to answer this question, I kind of want to step back and share with you the reason why I decided to uh, pursue this with TMS. Um, the reason why I left University of Phoenix to join TMS just under five years ago was frankly, because I saw an opportunity to provide something that was non-existent in mortgage servicing, and that was providing a world-class customer experience. I'd called into you know, my mortgage company several times over the years, had different mortgage servicers over the years, and the experience was just always one that left me saying to myself, wow, they just don't really seem to care about the customer experience in mortgage servicing. So I started asking some of my friends while I had mortgages if they had the same experiences, and across the board, it was just unanimous. So I saw a unique opportunity to do something different and exciting at TMS. And really, there was just two key things that seemed to be missing in all these calls and interactions. And the first of which was making genuine connections with customers and doing that with the aim of creating raving fans, i.e., you know, a customer who the originator is much more likely to retain. They're going to think of that originator first. Which, as you and I know, Robbie, it's it's even more important now with the cost of customer acquisition going through the roof. And then the second component was 
educating the customer about their mortgage in terms that they can understand. And we saw that at the onset of the pandemic, that this particular item was of critical importance. There was a lot of misinformation going around. So taking the time to make sure customers understand and in layman's terms was critically important. So improving the approach to the customer experience in these areas is extremely important because it really drives a few things, right? It drives brand loyalty to the originator. It grows happiness with your customers. It keeps complaints to a minimum and it aids the organization in staying compliant and effective. So, you know, we all know that it's much more difficult to be angry with someone who's compassionate, they're caring, they take over, they take ownership over your situation. So it's that kind of customer experience that I believe is important for companies to focus on because in the end, putting that investment up front in those interactions saves companies money, it saves them time, saves you pain, and of course, effort later on down the road. I would love if my servicer focused a little more on customer experience. So I'm very happy to hear that from you. What are some of the things that servicers should do that demonstrate their commitment to the customer experience? Well, at the end of the day, right, we're, we're talking about people here. So I'll start there. It, if you have the right people, the right culture, strong leadership, and of course, a firm investment focus on employee development, I believe that organizations can get everyone on the same page to deliver upon an exceptional customer experience. And that's really the people side of the equation. But the real main source of truth, the sort of secret ingredient here is simple. And it's the voice of the customer. So it's really important that you ask for the feedback. You know, you get as much of it as you possibly can. You collect it, you analyze it, and you improve from it. And what we've seen is that, you know, many companies out there, they'll tout a high customer satisfaction rating. But when you dig into the detail, what you learn is that only about 2% of customers are given feedback. And most of the time that feedback is only coming to you because the customer is really, really upset. So when you take that kind of approach, you're essentially limiting the impact you can have on the overall customer experience. And believe it or not, under 5% of customers providing feedback is pretty standard. So you have to inspire the customer to share, right? And you've got to do that by making meaningful connections. Meaningful connections then open the door to open and honest communication. And that's where we think we can learn the most about how to improve that customer experience. So in the end, the more that that companies can lend their ear to the voice of the customer and effectively act upon it, the more you can improve the customer experience. Well said. Well, TMS is kind of exemplary in this realm. TMS has an incredible 99% customer satisfaction rating, which I'd love if you could explain a little bit of that to me. How do you go about creating the kinds of experiences that give you those results? Yeah, great question, Robbie. So it really starts with, uh, and this might be kind of interesting for some folks listening, but it really starts with the goal of working for the customer, right? So it's the servant mentality is where I believe you should root your foundation, And the primary goal of all these interactions is to deliver maximum benefit to the customer. So when you think about that, right, that means you've got to clearly identify and understand the problem statements. You've then got to dig in, remove the waste, remove the bottlenecks, remove the variation, and you've got to communicate clearly uh, to all your customers. And you do that through thoroughly training your team members. And then last but not least, you've got to remain flexible responsible and collaborative along the way. There's going to be new input coming at you. And it's important that you bring folks together 
talk about those opportunities and act upon. And at many organizations, the customer experience, let's face it, it's, it's an afterthought, right? In terms of putting the kind of focus and resources into it that it requires in order to deliver an exceptional customer experience. So I encourage everybody, you know, consider that without happy and engaged customers, you're just limited in your overall effectiveness in your operations. So companies really should nurture what they want to grow. And I believe that the customer experience should be chief among them. And basically, essentially, what it all boils down to is making the customer experience critically important in your organization and give it all the attention that it requires to be truly exceptional and care. If I'm a potential client listening to this and considering finding a subservicing partner, what are the key things that I should consider? I know you've all heard this before, right? But they say that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And that just couldn't be more true for how I think originators should approach finding a subservicer, right? Anyone could talk a big game. Anyone could put up fancy PowerPoint slides, take you out for a nice dinner. But at the end of the day, what separates great servicers is really how much they care. And can they measure and quantify that into something that's transparent and meaningful for you, the client? So what I think is important for folks to consider here when you're measuring your subservicer or considering one is whether they can provide the receipts, right? So here, you know, on TMS on my side, what I can say is that we can promise the customer experience will always be top notch, but most importantly, we have the receipts. So when you talk about our SIMI platform, for example, that's a tool that provides our clients the method to inspect what they expect from us, right? So meaning clients can see the customer experience and our results in real time. They can pull up and listen to a call that just finished. They can see the customer service ratings as they come in. They can see the contact center service levels in real time. They can look at our customer facing team members' notes in the system, pull reports on their own portfolio in real time, dig in the loan level information. So it's really all there for our clients in SIMI. And oftentimes they don't even need to reach out to us or ask for anything. That's right at their fingertips. So if our, and the other part of it is, when you, when you look at the client relationship, we know that our clients have a lot of great ideas and we seek out clients that are going to be true partners and we're always all, ear for, all ears for that input. So we consider the client relationship paramount to our success. So kind of recapping here, Robbie, I think it's, it's two things in my opinion. The first of which is, does your servicer care and can they prove it? Can they provide the receipts without it being synthesized before it gets to you? Does it take a week or two for you to get that information and has it been synthesized? And then the other side of it is, does your servicer partner with you, listen to your input and improve the experience for both the client and the customer? Well said. Johnny, I really enjoyed this interview. Thank you for talking to me today. My pleasure, Robbie. Thank you very much and happy holidays. As Federal Reserve officials stress that more rate hikes are coming, markets traded risk off to open the week. St. Louis Fed President Bullard said markets may be underestimating the chances of higher rates. Fed Vice Chair Brainerd said that the string of supply shocks is keeping inflation risks elevated. And New York President Williams noted policymakers have more work to do to curb inflation. Investors are now looking to Chair Powell's speech tomorrow to cement expectations that the Fed will slow its pace of rate increases next month and remind Americans that the fight against inflation will run through next year. Separately, there's also a risk-off reaction to a weekend of scattered protests in China over lockdown restrictions. 
and uncertainties around China's COVID curbs and their impact on the global economy. Today's economic calendar has Redbook same-store sales for the week ending November 26th, which will be followed by September home prices from FHFA and Case-Shiller. This will be the final number to establish the conforming loan limits for 2023. As FHFA announces 2023 conforming loan limits later this morning, with expectations for the limit to be around 715000 The calendar concludes with November Consumer Confidence and Dallas Fed Texas Services. We begin the day with agency MBS prices better by about an eighth, and the 10-year yielding 3.66, after closing yesterday at 3.70%, with a very inverted yield curve. The two-year yield is 80 base points above the 10-year. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. A husband and wife who work for the circus go to an adoption agency. Social workers there raise doubts about their suitability. The couple produces photos of their 50-foot motorhome, which is clean and well-maintained, and equipped with a beautiful nursery. The social workers raise concerns about the education a child would receive in the couple's care. To which the couple responds, we've arranged for a full-time tutor who will teach the child all the usual subjects, along with French, Mandarin, and computer skills. Then, the social workers express concern about a child being raised in a circus environment. Our nanny is a certified expert in pediatric care, welfare, and diet. So, the social workers are finally satisfied. They ask, what age child are you hoping to adopt? It doesn't really matter, the circus workers reply, as long as the kid fits in the canon. (laughs) Thanks again to Candor Technology. Home of the One Touch Underwrite, supporting lenders from point of sale to post close QC to reduce repurchase risk, increase underwriter productivity by 400%, and decrease turn times by 10. Questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities? Send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, Search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.